Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. How beautiful that we get this morning to sing to Him and tell Him how much we love Him. What a moment to stop all the white noise and set your affections upon Him and tell Him how much you love Him. He is so worthy of our praise. He's done everything to get you to a place where you can receive His love and all you need to do is open your heart wide and receive it. How beautiful is that? Is that not worthy of a moment to stop and be still and place your affection upon Him and just say, thank you, Jesus. My heart is overflowing with this gratefulness as we've sung. I've just seen a glimpse of how great our God is and how big He is and how kind He is and how much He loves us, that He never leaves one behind. And I felt Him say that, I don't know what you've walked in with today, but I felt Him say to tell the people that nothing disqualifies you from His love. Nothing disqualifies you. I don't know what your week's been like. I don't know what's happened, but nothing disqualifies you from His love. And if you would just receive it this morning, He is going to do something great in your life. Something great. Are you ready, church? Are you ready? Team, thank you. Thank you. And what a word in season. What a word. Actually, could have preached my message. (laughs) That's good. Thank you. Thank you, team. Let's give the team a hand. Oh, goodness. I'm wrecked before I even got up here this morning. So (laughs) I was thinking, oh, is my mascara okay? Um, (laughs) But are you ready, church? Because, you know, are you all? Who said yes? Tim said yes. Tony said yes. Are you ready, church? Okay, so this is my first little chance chance to speak in 2023. And can I tell you, I was not ready. I was not ready. I was completely reluctant to step into another year. I was quite happy to stay down in Byron Bay, on the beach, on holiday for the rest of the year. (laughs) Yay. Well, you know what? God had different ideas because I went walking one day and as I hit the beach... God spoke to me. He spoke to my heart. And he reminded me that whether I was in Byron Bay or whether I was up in the Gold Coast facing all our life issues, he was always with me and he would never leave me. And you know, even though I was reluctant to step into the year, and because it was tough 2022, anyone else had the same kind of year, it was tough. But you know what I love? I love that we actually finished well. And so my highlight was that we finished well, we got to the end and we've made it into 2023. I'm like, yay, I give you all the glory, God. (laughs) But you know, Isaiah 43 says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. What's he going to do? I will even make road in your wilderness places and rivers in your deserts. Yay. Thank you, Jesus. I just need to be reminded of that. And I'm sure you do too, because God is doing a new thing in 2023. And he's saying to you and I, do not look back, but look forward. Okay. Can you do that? I didn't even know what happened yesterday, but I know God said to me, place yesterday back there. Today's a new day. New mercies for a new day. Good. Hey, I have a little picture to show you because this picture has two pictures in one. 
Let's see. Have we got it up there? Okay, most of you would have seen it. Can you see the two pictures in one? There's two ladies. There's an old lady and a young lady. Which one did you see first? Young? Can you see the old? Can everyone see the two pictures in the one picture? Can you see the old lady with the haggard nose? Can you see the young lady? She looks like a debutante. She looks beautiful. Okay, so the old, if you can see the old with that, she's got a really hooked nose, hasn't she? Um, you know, she is downcast and forlorn. But then if you can see the young lady, can you see the young lady? Okay, now she looks fresh-faced and full of hope for a fresh future, doesn't she? <laughs> and you know, when I saw this picture, I thought, isn't this like life? We have the ugly and the hopeful all in the same picture. And we get to choose what we get to see, with what perspective we have. And I feel like God's saying to you and I today that we're going to have heaven's perspective this year if we're going to have eyes of faith to be able to step into the new thing. Would you turn to your person next to you and say, hey, God's about to do a new thing through you. Okay, you see... For what we focus on determines what we see more of. Have you noticed that? If you buy a white car or a red car or it's a certain brand, you drive the road, all of a sudden you see the same car everywhere because what you focus on, you see more of. And I believe that we need a heaven's perspective today. Winston Churchill says, success is not final. So if you made it in 2022, I'm sorry, guys, it's not final. Um, failure is not, to not fatal. We need the courage to continue that counts. So today you turned up, well done. You know, um, someone gave me a little rock glass here. I have got it here because I thought I'd just remind everybody. If you had the same sort of reluctance to step into the air, this person gave me this when I was going through a really difficult moment last year. And I love it. It says, God's got this. Maybe you need to remember today, God's got this. I don't know what 2023 looks like for you, but God's got this. God's got this. Okay, so this comes everywhere with me. God's got this. Um, I, I heard recently a, my son Caleb goes to church down in Tweed and his pastor, um, Jono, was preaching and, and I just love what he said. He was telling us, telling a story about how he read this book over, over Christmas by Sam, um, I don't know his name very well, Sam Fidos, Fidos, is it Fidos, Fidos? If you don't know who he is, he is actually a Broncos player. We probably should all know, hey? <laughs> we should be, no, okay, okay. But he wrote an autobiography and it's all about football, which obviously I will never read the book. <laughs> it's not for me. But what Pastor John has said and what was significant with what Sam said in his book was he said, he talked about when they did their best as a team. And he said, um, what affected their season was always the preseason. The hardest preseason actually determined how successful, successful they would be in the next season. And then he went on to say, in 2006, and any Broncos fans here would know, they won the premiership. But what he said was, the preseason to that premiership nearly, nearly killed a lot of them. But they went on to win the premiership. And that is such good news and so encouraging because if you are just finished a hard preseason or if you are in the middle of a preseason, God has something good for you. And what I believe God is saying, don't let your preseason take you out, let your preseason take you in. Yes. Well, that's what I decided anyhow when I was on that beach at Byron Bay. I said, well, I'm coming in, devil. Watch out. Watch out. Okay. And all we have to do sometimes is enter the race again. So today, if you've had a tough time, 
enter the race. Okay, let's enter this year with expectancy and fresh faith. As David said last week, stir something up. Sometimes it's just preaching to yourself. Get up and go again, girl. Come on, we got this. We're going to go. We're going to go with God this year in 2023. Okay, with this new thing, I believe we're going to have expectant faith to be able to step in. If you don't have that expectant faith, it actually holds you back in your pre-season, okay? Because you're not looking at the right thing. You're not looking at the right picture. You're looking at the old lady with the haggard nose. You need to look at the young one with a fresh faith who's looking at her future going, bring it on, bring it on. So I believe this year, 2023, God is calling you and I to be strong and courageous. I believe he's calling us to step into a new place. And so I have called my message today, Kingdom Pursuit. And I believe that I'm going to give you a key this year on how to do 2023 well. See, um, we had a little, we've got little granddaughters. I've got a little photo actually up there of um, my little granddaughters. There's little Holiday and Margot. And we got the privilege, Dave and I, in the holidays to babysit them. And before morning, Georgia's pregnant, she had to go to the doctor. And I decided after being an incredibly busy season last year that I needed to be completely present with my granddaughters. And I was going to dedicate my morning to play. (laughs) So as old as I am, um, we decided we would play hide and seek. And so Margot started with 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ready, not coming. She's like, and then she goes, hang on, you hide there. And so she told us we had hide, and then Holiday, Holiday and I ran off and hid. And then it was Holiday's turn, and Holiday's going 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 19, 20, 25, 30, 35. And we're like, hey, you can come and look at us and look for us now. <laughs> she was such a funny little thing. And then the funny thing was, though, as we we're playing the game, Margot says, this is where you need to hide. And we're like, oh, okay. So she says, go hide there. So we had to hide there, but what I realized, you see, the theme of the game for them was not that I would have really hard places to hide. The theme was that I would be found. And the delight and shrieks. You asked David, he was trying, I think he was trying to prepare a word. And we were squealing around the house because every time they found us, found me in the same place, they thought it was amazing. And I think this year that's what God's asking us to do. Would you come and find me? Would you come in awe and wonder and delight to find me? Because I'm going to hide in the same place and your delight's going to be when you find me again and again and again and again. And you're going to have fresh encounters with me. You see, Jeremiah, 29 13 says then with deep longing you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart can I tell you me and those little granddaughters we were not half-hearted in our search we were going with everything to find each other and I believe you know the psalmist said that his longing for God was like a deer that panted for water. And I believe this year, if you want to do 2023 well, God is calling you to a new level of pursuit. Do you know in that, in that scripture, Jeremiah 29, that word seek, it's actually a Hebrew word which says, and it's a desire to find, to seek the face, to search out specific, specifically in worship and prayer, to touch and feel something, something that now becomes real, okay, because we can have this God that seems far away, and he wants to come close to you, he wants you to know he's real, you see, all that speaks to me of fresh encounters with God, 
the message Bible of Jeremiah 29 goes like this. When you come looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. And God's decree says, I'll turn things around for you. Wow, so pursuit may mean our breakthrough. Wow. You see, I heard recently a, a quote by Chris Volaton last year, and it stuck with me. And he said, you will never possess what you're not willing to pursue. You want to have a great career? You'll pursue it. You want to have a great family? You'll pursue it. You want to have a great relationship with God? It's time to pursue Him. Maybe if God has been seemingly far away from you, maybe He's seen distant. Maybe He's saying, you know what? You've stopped pursuing me. You've stopped making me your one thing. As David said last week, you've got to be intentional because He is everywhere and He's speaking everywhere. And all you need to do is tune into His frequency to hear well. You see, Matthew 7 says, says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and you will, the door will be opened. But the funny thing is that often we just knock once. And if you go into the Passion Bible, it actually says, for every persistent one will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. And everyone who knocks persistently, I'm not giving up, God, I need my breakthrough. God, I'm here. Hey, God, I need this, God. Guess what? We'll find an open door. Are you ready, church? Do you want breakthrough 2023? Okay, might seem a little bit, hey, you were a little bit passionate there. I am for my breakthrough. I am for my breakthrough. You see, we live in a microwave society. If it's not quick, we give up. We're not willing to do the long haul. We're not willing to stay the path until we see what God has for us. And God's calling us to persistently pursue God. With persistence in our faith will create the open door that you're looking for in your life. You see, it opens an open door into something, a kingdom realm. A kingdom realm. And it says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. If you're looking for peace today, it's going to be found in the kingdom realm. If you're looking for joy, it's going to be found in the kingdom realm. What do we need to do? Persistently pursue Him persistently pursue him. That word pursuit in the dictionary means to follow, to chase something or someone in order to overtake, capture a continued effort to overtake, reach and attain. Church, you're going to need to be intentional this year on your pursuit of God. Pursuit is a powerful element in our lives, okay, but it requires discipline. It requires deliberate focus and no shortcuts, See, you've got to be all in. If you want more of God, you've got to be all in. I have, I'll just get a little drink. I'm going to introduce you to someone in my family that I absolutely adore. And he is a little bit furry. And he has four legs. And his name is Sebastian. I think we have a photo of him. And this is my Sebastian. And his name is Sebastian Braveheart. And the reason why I called him Braveheart in the middle was because he is a wuss. But... There is something about Sebastian when he gets a whiff that there may be a roo, a kangaroo close to him. And Tennille War and David will actually witness to this, that my dog, when there is a kangaroo, I'm telling you, he becomes undaunted. He becomes undistracted for that scent and that mission to overtake, capture that roo. And he pursues that kangaroo like you wouldn't believe. And I tell you what, I hope to give you a little picture of how God wants you to live 2023 pursuing Him. That you would be undaunted, undistracted with your pursuit 
of the one, the only one that can fill the voids in your life. You see, nothing takes him from his path of pursuit. And, and the funny thing is my neighbors and David, they all, sometimes I go walking and you'll hear me, I do this whistle because my whistle is really loud and all my dogs and my kids, hey, I would whistle and they'd all come running back. Well, this is the one moment where my dog does not listen to me and I'm yelling because I stop whistling and I start going, Sebastian! And you know, I put on that really voice. Well, he is so undaunted on his mission, nothing can distract him from where he is going. You know, Matthew told us as well in Matthew 6.33, he said, if you would seek first the kingdom and all his righteousness, then everything else will follow after you. Everything else. You see, we're all driven by something. My dog is driven by a roo. Otherwise, he's like, mm, I'll come. I've got nothing else. But he is driven by something. All of us have a driver in our life. And my question is, what is driving your life? Is it that, you know, Matthew 6, 33 in the Passion actually says, so above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness, that's right standing that proceeds from him. You cannot do it on your own. Okay, I am sinful. Without him, it's the only way I get righteousness. We have to seek after him then all the less important things in life will come your way. And the issue is we chase after the less important things, don't we? We spend so much effort on all those things that really don't matter. And I ask the question and I ask myself the question because you see everything I'm sharing with you today is what God challenged me over the holidays. He said, Claire, what kingdom are you pursuing? Because sometimes we get caught up in this kingdom. He said, would you build my kingdom? And would it be fair to say that many of us in this room may have stopped pursuing God like my, my dog Seb? You see, what I've noticed is what you value, you give time to. And what you give time to shouts what you value. Okay, can I say that again? What you value, you give time to. And what you give time to shouts what you value. This morning you're sitting in the house of God. There's a shout going out over your families, over the people that know you. Hey, I know where they'll be on Sunday morning. They value their, their relationship with God. They're in the house of God. You see, are you hungry for revival? Because I am. Are you hungry for His Spirit to be poured out? You will not have revival without hunger. And you will not have hunger without placing the highest priority on, and value on prayer and seeking God's face. That's truth. You see, when I was younger and um, single, <laughs> I, had a, I had a young man, which I thought was rather nice. And he was um, a surfy boy, long blonde hair. And he started to pursue me. And we I started to become boyfriend and girlfriends, didn't we, David? And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know it's hard to believe now that he had long blonde hair, but he did. Do you remember my son Caleb? That's kind of how David was, like that. <laughs> and he used to wear it on a ponytail. Like, but one thing about him, he used to ride motorbikes, and I thought he was amazing. And he started to pursue me, and he invited me out. And then we started to become boyfriend girlfriends, which was awesome. And at that time, we did not have mobile phones. Okay, we had one phone in our house. And this phone, I had three sisters. Okay, three sisters who all had boyfriends. So David would say to me, Claire, I'm going to ring you at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. 
Well, the elbows would go out. The bookings would go in. I've got seven o'clock. No, 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 it's mine. No, no, it's mine. And I tell you what, we had this little table with our telephone and there was stare. I sat there an hour before David rang because I had to stand God on that phone because you know what? I couldn't wait to hear his voice. I couldn't wait to hear what he had to say to me. I couldn't wait to spend time in his presence and nothing, no bigger sisters were gonna keep me out of that phone. I tell you what, and I might be little, but I tell you what, I am, I am actually quite scary when I'm, Cranky. <laughs> uh, you know, Matthew twenty two thirty seven says, Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. When David gave me his time, he said, I'm going to be ringing. See, and, I, and we intentionally made room to connect. We placed value on our relationship with each other, and his pursuit had fruit. I became his wife. <laughs> it was through the pursuit we stepped into an intimate relationship. Church, some of you are waiting to be close to God, but you're sitting waiting here. You're not running after him. You're not knocking on his door. You're not getting that word out every day. You're not in that prayer room. God, I need you. God, I want you. I am not doing 2023 without you, God. You see, God is asking us to pursue him with reckless abandonment. May there be a well-worn path back to His presence. A path that is just so well-worn because no matter what comes this year, you know how to find your way back to the presence of God. You know, one of my prayers is that I would be like Enoch. And there's a little scripture about the, the man Enoch in the Bible. And it says, Enoch walked with God 365 years. Full stop. 365 years is a long time. We have 365 days a year. Can we be like Enoch? Because I have this little meme that I read. It said one day Enoch and, and, and God were walking, you know, just doing their thing together every day. And God said to him, hey, Enoch, it's time to go home. And Enoch said, your place or mine? And God said, let's go to mine. It's closer. Don't you want to walk with him like that? Don't you want to walk with Jesus like that? See, all through the Bible, there were men and women who pursued God. And, and as they pursued God with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, with all their energies, with all their passion, as they pursued Him, God opened up a doorway of their life where kingdom came through. And one of the favorite one, and we all know this story so well, is Moses. Moses pursued God. He was not satisfied where he was. He had seen amazing things happen. But he's like, no, 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 I want more than that. I want to know you, God. And in Exodus 33, 39, he says, now therefore I pray, I have found grace in your sight. Show me your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. That word know, all the brave women will tell me, what is that word know? It is yada. The yada is that I may know you not by, by name. I would know you by experience. I would know you by encounter. I would know you by face to face. I would know the moment you speak because I know you so well. That's your voice. You see, he wants us to know him by experience. You see, um, Moses was not satisfied. He became like my Sebastian. He was undistracted and undaunted in his pursuit of God. He said, show me who you are. 
I don't want your, your hands. I want who you are. We sang a billion times. That song is who he is. And Jack Hayford said, when Moses' passionate plea to see God's glory, he says, this is what he says, it's the most intimate encounters ever recorded between God and a human being. His request was not just for a display of God's power, but he hungered for something more. Moses wanted an intimate knowledge of God himself. He wanted the fullness of God's person, his character, the one who's compassionate, the one who's kind, the one who's merciful, the one who's just and gracious. Moses had received God's promises. He'd seen God's power. He'd been guaranteeing God's presence. But Moses wanted God's person. The only thing that he knew would bring lasting satisfaction. You see, I asked this question, what appetite are you feeding in your life? You feed an appetite for the more of God, it will grow. Whatever you feed grows. We know that. I know that. <laughs> I think God wants you to say, feed your faith this year. You see, the more junk food I eat, the more I want it. The less junk food I eat, the less I crave it. The more of God I have, the more I want him. The more I worship and pray, the more I want him. The more I, I just, something goes into my heart, the more time you devote to God, you see, it increases something inside of you, an appetite for more. And, and then you think, gosh, God, you know, the more I get, the more I want because it's so sweet and it's so beautiful. And what I find myself doing, because I did this on my holiday, is the more I spend time with him, the more I read God with my word and I spend intentional time pursuing him, I got stronger and stronger and I got more excited. I decided to say, hey, we've got a good year ahead of us. I was no longer in the old thing. I was now stepping into the new thing. And you know, um, we all have a void in our soul. And the problem is that we go looking for something to fill it rather than going to the source, which is Christ. Moses said, would you show me your glory? Verse 33, 19, God said, I will make my goodness pass before and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And Moses cried out, show me your glory. Do you know what the definition of glory is? The definition of glory is show me your magnificence and your beauty. Moses was crying out, I don't want just your hands. I don't want just what you're going to do for me. I want to see who you are. He says, glory, that, that word glory in the Hebrew is kabad. And it actually means show me your worth, your value, your character, your riches, your honor, your splendor. Show me everything that you are. And then there's a deeper meaning. And it's just there's a weightiness to that word glory. The kabod means weightiness. That I want to know and feel the tangible manifest glory of God upon my life. And I don't know about you, church, but I've had a moment where I've had the glory of God upon me and I have not been able to get off the floor. And there was a time where the glory came upon me and, and I was at a church and the man said, come and give a testimony. I couldn't get up. Two big grown men could hardly pick me up. The glory was so heavy upon my life. And I am hungry for that again. I'm hungry for that again. And I believe God's calling us just like my little granddaughters and my dog to pursue Him like never before in 2023. And that might mean that you might need to make some changes in your life. Okay, I've made some changes in my life. I have become, I have put some heavy electric fences around some things that I value. And one of the things I value is my relationship with God. Nothing will keep me out of the house of God on Sunday morning. Nothing will keep me out of the Word each day. Nothing will keep me out of the prayer room because I value, I value the new thing God wants me to step into, you see. And so today I'm going to give you just three, okay, three takeaway points. Are you ready if, you got, if you're taking notes? If you want to actively pursue God, we need to, number one, we need to recognize our need for a Savior. 
We cannot do life without him. And, and if you say you can, good, good, luck, good luck to you because I know I can't. You see, um, we all sin and we've all fallen short of the glory of God, every one of us. And the price for sin is death and we were all dead in our sins. If it wasn't for our Jesus, okay, he went to the cross. He became our saviour. He's rescued us from the sin that we battle with daily. And Moses said, Moses had a huge destiny on his life. We all know what God called him to do. But Moses got to this place of knowing, I cannot go without you. I will not go unless your presence go with, goes with me. He knew that he could not fulfill his purpose or his destiny without the presence of God with him. We need to be like that church. Do never presume that you're gifting, how good looking you are, how strong you are, how disciplined you are, how great your life might seem, your title on your life, never presume that that is enough to get you across this year, the line this year. We need him. We need him. It's his grace that sustains us, his love that casts out all fear. It's by his stripes we are healed. His Holy Spirit is the only thing that gives us the strength and the courage to face our giants. We need to plug into the power source this year. I know, church, that this is a word from heaven. I know it is. I know it's a preparation for what's coming. And number two, would you make room? Would you get intentional about some things that need to change? And I'm speaking to myself. I've made some big changes. You asked David. Big changes. Okay, I'm not doing life like I did it last year in the chaos. I'm doing it differently. And first, first, that song you sang, Be Still. Church, there's power in that place. Be still, okay? What did Moses do? Exodus, same chapter, 33, 7. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and he called it Tabernacle of Meeting. He intentionally made a place to meet with God, and he shut down the white noise of a million grumbling Israelites. You can imagine his work, his work plate was pretty full, and he intentionally stepped out of the camp and pitched his tent, a place where he could hear from God. If you value your faith, you're going to nurture it and you're going to protect it. You're going to make time for God, reading in his word. You've got to know his word. That's how we get to know him. You've got to spend time in prayer. That's so important. Worship. Worship is when he speaks to us and there's just something where we rise up above our circumstances. And I felt him God saying to me, Claire, would you run from anything that causes you to sin? Don't allow a compromise in your life because the moment you do, that fire and that passion you feel for him, water dim, dims the fire, okay? And the devil, okay, I don't like to preach about the devil because I don't want to give him any worship, but I'm telling you what, he roars, like, roars around like a roaring lion, walks around like a roaring lion, and he is looking for whom he may devour, and he's a legalist. If there's sin, boom, he pounces. And what God's made us away. He said, by my stripes, by the blood of Jesus, I paid the price for your sin. If you would live at the feet, at my feet and at the cross every day, that enemy will walk past and go, uh-uh, marked, can't touch that one. Uh-uh, righteous, robe of righteous over that one. Back off. Hello. Okay. You see, it says in the Bible, he who dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I'm telling you what, when you're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, that devil backs off real quick. And the battle doesn't become yours, becomes his. Awesome, hey. So can I ask you, where is your place? Where's your place today? Where do you see God? Where do you seek to know? Where do you pursue him? Priscilla Shire in War Room, she had a wardrobe. That's all it was. 
doesn't have to be too fancy. Pastor Anne, she has a chair. I have an office and sometimes I also go to the wilderness. And Susanna Wesley. Now, I don't know if anyone knows Susanna Wesley. She was the mother of John and Charles Wesley. Do you know what? Let me read you this. She lived in hopeless conditions. Her husband, a preacher that was bad with money, they disagreed on everything. She had 19 children and only 10 survived. Sam, her husband, left her many times, which left her to raise her children on her own for long periods of time. She had one crippled child. One child couldn't talk till they were six. She struggled with sickness as well. She had no money for food. Debt plagued her. Sam went to prison because their debt was so high. Twice their home burnt, was burnt down. Their cow, their udder was split so they couldn't have milk. This is by people. The dog was killed. That would devastate me. And their flax field was burned. But Susanna had promised the Lord when she was young that for every hour of entertainment, <laughs> she would give the equivalent of prayer and the word to God. Because, you know, sometimes we say, but God, my life's too busy. Mm -mm, Not when you read this story. Okay, so because of the kids and all she had to do, okay, she made a commitment that was, you know, what she had said when she's younger, she knew was impossible. She could not fulfill that. But she made a new commitment. And she said, God, I might not have time for entertainment. So basically because I have no time for entertainment, my debt's free. But she said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two hours every day in prayer. And she made a decision to pursue God by giving him time intentionally. You know what she did? Because she couldn't find a secret place. You can imagine that with 10 kids around to get away with Jesus. So what she did, she told her children that whenever they saw an apron over her head, okay, that that would be her time with Jesus and she was not allowed to be disturbed. She actively daily, persistently, consistently pursued God. And she prayed for her kids and her family in the midst of chaos. How cool is that? Do you know, we've got a a scripture over our our church this year. Isaiah 54, it says, enlarge the place. You know, enlarge the place of your dwelling. Stretch out your tent pegs. Strengthen your stakes. And I believe what that's talking about is increases coming. That we're about to take ground as church, as a church. And you know, when you do that, when you start to, to, God's saying we're going into a bigger place, we've actually got to pursue God more because we need Him to prepare for what's coming. You see, the greater things are birth in that place of intimacy with God. It's a place of contending for the more, that enlargement comes from that place. It's a place that you're going to receive authority, but it's only found in the secret place. God is the one with the authority, but the transfer only happens in one place. If you want to be much for God, you've got to be much with God. Okay, when you make room for God in your pursuit, do you know what happens? It actually affects the next generation. Guess what happened? Something happened under that apron for Susanna Wesley. Two of her sons, okay, grew up to bring millions of souls to Christ. John Wesley preached to nearly a million souls in his day. And at the age of 70, he preached to 32,000 people with no microphone. He brought revival everywhere he went. And his brother Charles... Charles Wesley wrote over 9,000 hymns, many of which we still sing today, for one woman who decided to pursue her God in the midst of her mess, in the midst of her chaos, in the midst of pain and terrible things. She had to decide to make the one thing the main thing, to seek first the kingdom, and kingdom started to come through her life. Her children then stepped in and through a doorway and church. Musicians, you can come back up, by the way. Um, my third point, this is our why. 
This is why we pursue Him. Our pursuit will open up a door for others. It opens up a supernatural, spiritual portal for His presence and kingdom to come through. I don't know about you, but I want that. I've got too many in my world that are going through a lot of bad stuff that I need to be a door for the kingdom to come through. You see, what happened for Moses in Exodus 33, this is what happened. It says, And it came to pass that everyone that sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. And so it was, whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle, outside the camp, remember, intentional, that all the people arose. This is a million people. And each man stood at his tent door and watched. Moses until he'd gone into the tabernacle and it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all the people arose and worshipped every man in his tent door and so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Church, don't you want that? Would 2023 be the year when God speaks to you face to face because you are in hungry pursuit, undaunted and undistracted for His presence? You see, as Moses went into that place in pursuit, it opened up doorways all across the nation of Israel and they all stepped into the doorway to worship their God. Now, a few weeks ago when I stood up here, I said to you on that first Sunday, Dave and I back, I said, God has spoken to me that the church of Jesus Christ, now I'm not, not talking just about Highway Gilson, I'm talking about the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, okay? I believe that we're crossing over a threshold. It is significant times. It is time to lean in. It's time to lean in, come close to Him. It is so significant, you see, because thresholds are places where we either go forward or back, they're doorways. They're doorways and opportunities that we get to step into something that's larger and bigger. And usually a threshold is a place where decisions have to be made. Battles have to be fought and transition must happen in order to cross over into the new place and the new thing and the greater capacity that God has for you. At the threshold, we get to choose. And can I just put a little disclaimer next year? If you're standing at a threshold, and I know we all have, many of us have in this house, the enemy will bring intimidation like you won't believe. He does not want you to step into the greater things. You see, you can stay out back there in the old things, or you can step into the place where he says, do not remember the old things. I'm about to do a new thing. And that place of a threshold is I step in in faith, or I step back in fear. You get to choose church. Can I tell you, if you step in, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. But you don't want to step back in fear. Thresholds of, thresholds of faith are places of graduating to the next, the next level. To cross a, trans, a threshold, you need a fresh infusion of faith. You need to know who your God is. You need to be pursuing Him in the secret place. So when the giant stands up in front of you at that threshold, you say, hey, giant, you're under my feet. My, my God is huge and He's big and He's almighty and He's well able to take over, over, over you. I'm not even going to give you attention. You see, um, number 11 can represent transition. And probably since 2020, everywhere I've gone, I've seen the number 11 or double one everywhere to the point where I said, Jesus, what on earth are you trying to tell me? And this week he said to me, transition, Claire, transition. You see, the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, 
It was an 11-day journey through the wilderness to the promised land. And between the 11th and the 12th day, they got to this place called Kadesh. Do you know what Kadesh means? Set apart, consecrated. And what it actually represented for the children of Israel was a threshold because it was right on the edge of the promised land. They stood in a doorway. Now remember, I showed you a picture that had two pictures in it. You see, in this place of a threshold, a decision had to be made. And so they sent 12 spies into the promised land to check out the promised land. Two pictures came back out of one. Yeah? One came back full of fear. Actually, 10 came back full of fear. And they voiced their fear. And only two were mantled and ready and prepared in greater authority to voice their faith. You know, Joshua, his pre-season was that he knew what it was to pursue God and linger in God's presence and be in the secret place. Did that pre-season prepare him for this moment where 10 said the giants are too big? And Joshua said, ah, oh, I know my God. I know how big he is. This is nothing. And he voiced his faith. 10 voices of fear sent 1 million people into 40 years of desert wandering because they didn't have the eyes of faith to step in. They had not been in the place of pursuit, of knowing who their God was, that they would have faith enough when they got to the threshold to be able to say, my God can and my God will. You see, we hear the scripture all the time, Revelations 4, 2, come up higher. Do you know how we come up higher? Faith to believe that God can do all things. Nothing is impossible with God. He wants to change your future. And, and Daniel, Daniel 11.32 says, the people that know their God, guess what that word is? Yada. They that know them by experience, those who have lived in the secret place, those that have been pursuing Him, will do great things. They shall be strong and do great things and carry out great exploits. And I believe this year, church, that God is graduating many of His faithful ones into a new season and into the next. But you're gonna need eyes of faith. You're gonna to need to be so undaunted and undistracted to pursue your God in such a new way that nothing, not even a crying child, I mean, not, not don't just, you know, look after your children, but don't be distracted is what I'm trying to say. Okay, sometimes I sit down to read my word and my phone goes, bing, 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 bing. And I'm like, uh, 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 and you're like in this place. And I've been going, turn the phone over. No, God, you've got my full attention. I'm present with you in 2023. I'm going to put you first and I'm going to chase after you because I want to be a doorway. You see, Psalm 24 says, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or stand in his holy place? He has clean hands and a pure heart. And then it goes on. It says, These are the ones, the generation that seek his face and seek him. And then it says, lift up you gates. You live in gateways and be lifted up you everlasting doors and the King of glory will come through you. Who is the King of glory? Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty is the King of glory. The Lord mighty in battle. No matter what comes before you in 2023, if you will pursue Him, pursue Him like my granddaughters, pursue Him like my dog does the, the kangaroos, you will stand as an open doorway where the King of glory will come through you. And who is He? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord strong in battle. No matter what giant, no matter what battle, no matter what, what diagnosis, no matter what comes against you, you're going to stand there confident
confident and you're going to say, but my God, my God has got this. My God will work through the circumstances. My God is faithful. How do I know that? Because I've met Him in the secret place and I know Him. I know Him. And church, this is a word from the Lord this year. If you want to do 2023, you might say, well, I don't really know God very much. Or I haven't even given my life to God. And I've just come to church today because it was a thing to do. Today's your opportunity. It starts with one decision. You see, a threshold is one decision. You can go forward or back. An invitation into the more of life. Or no, no, I'm just going to stay here. And you get to choose. No, God never pushes any of us. But I'm telling you what, I know for me, I've made my choice. I made my choice and not everyone will understand the choice you make because you will have to put up some boundaries. You will have to be undistracted and undaunted. You will have to be intentional and disciplined with your time with God and you will have to choose what you value enough to make room for it. And so I believe that we're stepping into times where God is calling for the new wineskins. And the reason why he calls for the new wineskins is because the new wineskins are flexible and soft. And you see, the old stuff that we used to do it, how we used to do things, got rigid and hard. And we left out the wind of the Holy Spirit who wants to breathe over you and might say to you, hey, it's not going to look like you think it's going to look. And you've got to be okay with that. And you've got to be flexible and soft. And that's how the new wine comes through. The fire of His Spirit is fanned into flame as we chase after God. Okay, and I don't know about you, but I want to fan something inside of me this year. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. I'm hungry for you. I want more. I'm not satisfied back here anymore. I want breakthrough. And you know what? I want breakthrough for others. Okay. Pastor Russell Evans, we were at Planet Shakers last weekend, and I'm going to finish here. And he got up, and I just was sitting there, and I just felt the Holy Spirit nudge me, and he said, just tape this. So I quickly put my recording on and this is what he said. He said, Queensland, you are the grace state, but God is bringing you into a new season. Now he did not know what I was preaching on. I had already got this word, okay? I had a little form of this word. I knew it was about pursuit. And he says, you are going into a new season, a new season of washing each other's feet, which speaks to me a new level of humility and honour. It's good. We need that in the church. And he said, the key to the next level in the things of God is an unprecedented hunger and pursuit after God. You see, church, that is my prayer. I said, God, how did he know? And God was confirming his word to me. Okay, and it might be just for me personally, but I don't think so. I think it's for all of us. I think he said, undistracted, undaunted pursuit of God will change your life this year. It's gonna change your life. And this is my prayer, church. Psalm 27, 4 says, here's the one thing I crave from God. The one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with Him every moment in His house, finding the sweet loveliness of His face. Filled with awe, delighting in glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to Him that He takes pleasure in my every prayer. Church, would you join me this year? Would you run with me? Would you? Would you be intentional to lay some things down? I'm going to open the altar this morning. I'm going to open the altar because I believe God said to me, Claire, many of us sometimes need an ignition because we've been in such a hard pre-season that it's like, oh, I don't know if I can go again. But he said, what you're missing is the power of the Holy Spirit. 
It's by the power of the Holy Spirit, He will give you the strength and courage to face whatever you are facing this year. And whatever is back there, do you know that He is strong enough and big enough to go back into your past and actually heal that and bring you forward into your future. He knows how to put all your pieces back together. And today He's saying, if you are hungry, that 2023 needs to look different. And I'm going to open this altar and what I've asked the prayer team and those that are going to pray is that they would come and lay hands on you, that your fire would be re-sparked, that the fresh hunger for God would come in your life, that you're going to be so undaunted and undistracted that you're like, I actually don't care whether I'm the only one at the altar or whether the whole of us are there. I'm going because I want more of God and I am going to chase Him this year and I am going to become a doorway for the King of glory to come through me. So church, would you stand? We're going to sing. This is your moment, church. You get to choose whether you cross forward or step back. I don't think we can do what He's calling us to do without a fresh fire upon our lives. I think we all need the Holy Spirit just to come and refresh us, strengthen us at 2023. No matter what He's calling you to do, it's going to be good. It's going to be fire-filled. It's going to be so filled with passion for Jesus because that's what the world needs. They don't want any half-hearted stuff. They want a full-on passionate lover of Jesus who's carrying the King inside of them. So church, if that is you as we sing, come, we're going to pray. We're going to believe. We're going to anoint you. We're just going to tell us heaven just to come and mark you. Mark you for 2023. Mark you as kingdom daughter and son. Mark you with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So if you want that this year, come to the front. It is not to anyone else, but to Him today. If that's you, please come. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.